The following is a hoop ball presentation. Welcome to the Fantasy NBA Today podcast. What do you think we were going to rest? Hell no. We got more in the hopper, man. Welcome to Fantasy NBA Today, everybody. It is your Thursday edition. I screwed that up yesterday, but not today. It's your Thursday edition of Fantasy NBA Today. I am your host, Dan Bespris, on Twitter at, how you spell my name, at Dan B-E-S-B-R-I-S. I know many of you, again, listening for the first time this week, so we welcome you aboard. I'd love it if you gave me a follow on Twitter. I do a lot of my fantasy analysis on social media. You get your one hour of podcast every day. But if other things are happening, especially once the season gets going, breaking news, stuff like that, uh, we'll hammer that out all on social media. This is a hoop ball presentation also brought to you by our buddies at Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee Company, our presenting sponsor of all podcasts at Hoop Ball. Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee Company. I had a buddy of mine. His name is Rubens Kim. He handles a lot of our marketing here at Hoop Ball. What up, Rubens? Um, he did a uh, Amazon store search for Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee, and it came up with just the most beautiful list of their items that are for sale on Amazon. And I'll just give you a smattering here. Uh, the Kona Coffee Company Chocolate Macadamia Nut. Ooh, $14.95. That's a good one, too. Uh, medium-sized bag. You got the Kona Hazelnut. Oh, yes. that Kona Vanilla Macadamia. Look at these guys. Anyway, I'm getting getting pulled in. Uh, do that. Search for Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee Company on Amazon. You can check out all the stuff they've got for sale there. It's almost all Prime. Not all of it, but most of it on Prime. Uh, they've got the K-Cups at their website as well. You can check that out. They've got those on Amazon, too, if you're into the Keurig deal. Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee Company. H.I. Kona Coffee on Twitter. Here's what we got coming up on today's podcast. I want to launch right into it. Uh, we're going to be talking to two guests yet again. The first of which is a guy that, honestly, and, I, and you know, I'm going to say this, I think, again to him, if I recall the interview, uh, that I've been wanting to talk to for more years than I've been working in fantasy sports. He is one of and I don't think he'd be offended by with me calling him this because I'm fairly certain that uh, I've seen I've heard him referred to this as well. He's sort of one of the old guard at Roto World, one of like the original big ones, and he just beats the snot out of all of us in 30 deep on the regular, um, constantly in the finals, constantly taking on my guy Brewski, uh, Panda. Like he's just he's one of the best fantasy minds out there. Simple as that. That Matt Straup, he'll be coming up here in just a moment. Uh, we're going to talk to Coach later in the show as well, get a little DFS update. He's going to let us know how he plans on doing DFS in the preseason because I've watched preseason lots of sports, and you don't know who the hell is going to be on the floor unless you're you're tapped in, unless you got a pipeline. And for Coach, he is spending copious hours reading through and listening to the local beat guys for all of these teams just to find out who the hell is going to be on the floor for 20 minutes because that's how you can get your leg up. You get the guy who's playing 25 minutes instead of 12, you're going to win. That's that, I mean, it's as simple as that in the preseason. Uh, we've also got some sponsors to tell you about. We've got um, some stuff for sale at Hoopball. It's just big news all the way around. But let's just launch straight in to talking to Matt. I don't want to wait any longer. This is a big deal for me. Really excited to have him on. Matt Strop coming up here in just a sec. This is somebody I've wanted to have on the pod for quite some time and pretty excited to finally be able to do it. Also in the industry mock, and that's what we're breaking down today with him, of Roto World, of always in the final slash oftentimes winning 30 deep, the great Matt Straup. What's going on, man? I'm, it's really, I'm excited to have you here. Hey, man. I'm happy to be here. This is fun. I've, uh, I've had a, a very lucky draft order random pick random pull of picks in that 30 deep league over the years i actually won it this year with like our pick around number 20 but every other year in recent years i've had like a top five pick which helps <laughs> it, yeah it really does because that drop off after i mean even even this year in a regular 12 team league after the top five there's a pretty good drop off but listen you're selling yourself short how did you do it with the later pick because i tried i went a punt strategy with a later pick and i thought well you know maybe if i can 
like win five to four or, or six to three every week, that would be a way to kind of sneak through. But it's tough to be good in everything if you don't have one of those top five or six guys. Yeah, I, and my my first pick was Chris Paul, which you wouldn't think that that would <laughs> take me to distance. I'm trying to remember what how did I, I don't know how I did it. I, I'm giving credit to Buddy Heald. Uh, I have plenty to say about Buddy Heald. I could talk about Buddy Heald for half an hour if you want. Uh, all, all credit to Buddy Heald. <laughs> all credit to Buddy. Well, uh, we're breaking down your team. That's this is this is sort of pros week on Fantasy NBA Today. And I was looking at your team before we even came on air here, and I thought, no, oh, that's a that's a pretty damn good team. I feel like there's a lot of guys on that one that I would have taken in that exact spot, and so that makes it easy for me because then I can just uh, lavish you with praise during the show. But if you want to follow Matt on Twitter, it's at Matt Strop, uh, M-A-T-T-S-T-R-O-U-P. I'm also thrilled because I guessed, sort of guessed, I mean, I thought I had heard you say it, the correct pronunciation of your last name. Can we put, can we plant a flag in Straup on this show so people start getting it right from this point there forward? Yeah, it's okay. done. It's I'm doing it. Ton. I'm going to do it on your behalf so you don't have to be a butthead. I'm going to yell at people for you. <laughs> Appreciate that. Yeah, sure. I'm just, uh, you know, here to help. Um, so we'll start at the top and... You're actually, believe it or not, you're the fourth person, the first, the fourth uh, participant from this mock draft that I've had on the to record hits. I don't know what order they're actually going to air in, but the previous three all happened to have picks in the top five. And I thought, well, I don't even know if we need to talk about their first selection, but you're finally outside the top five. So what makes it simpler here number seven which is sort of like almost the next most obvious we've seen Jokic go at six in every draft and we've seen Damian Lillard go around seven in every draft and you had Dame I mean I'm gonna do the my job and say why but I think we all know the answer so why Dame at seven well because there's a there's a cliff there's a void just beyond uh, (laughs) just beyond there I mean you know on a per game basis he was 12th overall last year in nine category leagues so really you're kind of reaching for the reliability and for the safety you know like the raw numbers don't quite provide number seven overall value which is what's so you know what what makes the top five so great this year um but you know safety durability reliability i I probably won't get mad at him one time you know if we're playing out this league um he's just he's just good old reliable dame yeah it's a it's such a weird what do we do eight through twelve are you someone who I mean, the fact that you took Dame at seven leads me to believe you probably err on the, the same side that I do, which is to go with someone who you think is going to get you 75 to 80 games. But, you know, you have that option of a guy like a Kawhi or an Embiid or, mm-hmm. or someone who, who probably won't give you 70 games, or you kind of drop down the list a little bit and, and go with a Dame or, or go with a, you know, I don't know if you trust Bradley Beal or a Jimmy Butler who's been banged up. I mean, how far down are you willing to go in that eight through 12 range? I think for me, I'm look. I'm looking at Beal as one option. Um, I don't personally worry about him missing games because he's played 77, 82, and 82 the last three years, and is pretty vocal about that's not what I do. He, he's a you know he wants to be on the court, and I I tend to buy in until I see otherwise. Uh, yeah. I'm going to believe him. But I I am starting to think about if I am stuck, you know, at the eight or nine or ten spot taking Embiid if he's there. Um, because what else are you going to do? That's like yeah. Embiid, I think, is your best shot at getting a guy who really is just in terms of counting stats, you know, a top five guy. You know, I mean, 28 points, 14 boards, four assists, two blocks. He's a beast. So I don't know. What else are you going to do? You're not going to win your league. You know, you're not going to win your league taking Gobert with your first pick. No, it's <laughs> and he's falling in Yahoo drafts right now. So you've uh, you may even have a little more time on that. one. I mean. Okay, so we can play a little exercise here. This is this is what we'll do with anybody who has a first-round pick uh, before eight. Um, if you were going through those sort of lower-game-played lower guys, which I think we can probably call the, the collection of uh, Embiid, who we already mentioned, Kawhi Leonard, uh, Kyrie Irving, Jimmy Butler, are those the four guys that have at, in their career been first-round values but probably won't play the entire season? It sounds like Embiid is probably your first choice there, but how do you, how do you scale the other ones? Well, I mean, I think, I think LeBron is suddenly in that conversation, potentially. Oh, right? yeah, good point. I mean, yeah, make it five. Um, so he's another guy you start to think about there. I hate it. I, I'll be honest with you. I, I hate the idea of picking there. And I will do anything. If my league allows pre-draft trades, and I hope it does, I, I'm doing anything I can to get into the top five. I'll overpay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? 
That's my strategy, to be honest with you, is get out of there. Yeah, it's a mess. It's a mess. You're stuck between drafting someone who you pray is going to get you, you know, negative 10 games on the year or someone who's going to be, you know, number 18 on a per game and play hopefully the entire season like a like a Kemba or someone that but that's pretty far down the list. You'd have to go. You're not winning in like a 10, 12 team league with that as your best player. You're just not going to win. It's in part, it's all about how top-heavy your team is, and you got to have a guy who is a at least one guy, hopefully multiple, who end up being first-round caliber guys or top 12, top 15 caliber guys. You're not a big fan of trading for depth, I take it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no. Uh, no, I'm not I, either. <laughs> no, I, I really, you know, it, it's not that complicated sometimes with fantasy hoops. It's figure out at the top of your drafts or wherever you can, get those guys who, who provide you know, that kind of value. And that's why Nikola Vucevic, I think, has been such a phenomenal guy to take, especially last year. The guy you got well outside, you know, the top 12, but was a top 12 guy. Yeah, that's a massive, massive leap for your for your team. And you may have a guy or two on your club uh, in this mock that could make a little leap like that. Uh, your second round pick, Trey Young, coming back. Couple of point guards for you right out of the shoot. That was at 18. Uh, what are the thoughts on Trey in terms of how he makes that leap from I think he finished last year on kind of like a top 40 run. So how does he make that next jump? Well, I should preface this by saying I am an Atlanta native and Atlanta resident and a Hawks (laughs) fan. So there, there is a Homer component to this pick, but over Trey's last 34 games, I mean, here's the blueprint. His last 34 games, he averaged nearly 24 points, nine assists, four and a half rebounds, two and a half threes shot pretty well from the field. 44%, obviously great from the line. Turnovers aren't great. Steals aren't great, but I mean, just, you know, he's a guy who I just see steadily improving. And if he if that's his starting point, I just think there's a clear path to him having, you know, top 20 value if I'm being realistic and not overly optimistic, which I could do with Trey Young. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. I mean, you can go nuts. It's uh, it's it's your world. Have fun with it. Well, um, with that said, I will, because it would would you call me crazy if I said next year we're taking him as a clear cut top 10 guy? I might like, like this time next year. Mm. Would you would you disagree with that? I would have to see a market field goal percent jump, I think. Uh-huh. Because That's fair. yeah, I mean, you got to love the massive assists though, and there's sort of nothing standing in his way, and they've removed every other ball handler on that team. Yes. So, yeah, I mean, clear path. I just like I'm a I'm a fantasy guy who likes to see it once before I believe it. And so I end up missing on guys that take big leaps, but I often hit on guys that are sort of steady producers, and that's actually your next run here of like three guys in a row in this draft. These are really uh, this the steady producer section mm-hmm. of your team. Clint Capella at 31, who, for whatever reason, Matt, has actually been falling farther than that in a lot of drafts lately. Why is Clint tumbling down the board? Is it just because he sucked in the playoffs? I I really don't know, because to me, he's a guy you could really start to consider around number 20, you know? Yeah. Uh, and... I mean, are people worried that Russell Westbrook is going to take some rebounds from him? I, I don't, you know, Russell does like to grab rebounds from his big guys. Uh, I don't know, man. I think he's super solid, and if I like, if I can get him, you know, twenty five ish, I'll wait uh, on him. And and you know, I don't need to reach for Gobert, for example, another guy you said is falling, but you know, is a guy who we've seen go relatively early in drafts. I'd much rather wait on Capella. Absolutely, I'm a hundred percent with you. They provide very similar stats. I mean, they were what in nine cat last year separated by like four five spots maybe so if yeah. you can get them by 15 to 20 apart in your draft the obvious value is is clint capella and i mean we're seeing him go as late as 40 in some spots i mean th- this is a a clear-cut second round per game guy who's going in the fourth and i just i cannot wrap my head around that even if russ takes a rebound and a half away from him every night he's still shooting 65 percent from the field he's gonna have now someone that can feed him lobs Every minute he's on the floor. There's never going to be a time where it's like, oh, Eric Gordon's running the offense, so I'll just wait. (laughs) I agree. It's not like they're just going to suddenly ignore Capella. I mean, that's a key part of their offense is is him running to the rim. So Just not shiny enough. He's not a shiny enough toy this year. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Your fourth-round pick is also sort of not a shiny toy, but he had a great season last year too, and that's Buddy Heald at 42. Um, Really steady producer. I'm... I think Buddy Heald is a guy that I'm going to try to get on every single one of my fantasy teams this year. I'm I'm all in on Buddy, and I'll tell you why. The we've already seen his, you know, he's established a really high floor, right? A top 40 guy last year, played all 82 games, just super solid. You're not, 
you're really not like no defensive stats to speak of. But other than that, really good. Nearly three and a half threes per game, nearly 21 points per game, pretty good percentages, low turnovers. I love all of that. I also think he potentially could go higher. You know, he 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 had made a big leap in terms of points last year. I think he could still be ascending. I don't think it's crazy. May sound crazy, but to me, I could see Buddy Heal being like a 23, 24 point per game scorer this year. Yeah, it's one of the. I, okay, let me ask you this. I'm just going to play devil's advocate for a minute. I don't know that I believe what I'm asking, but I'm going to throw it out there. Uh, do you think that that Bogdan Bogdanovich playing extremely well uh, in international ball, could that take any of the usage away from Buddy Heald? I mean, it could. I guess I would file that under what we were talking about before. Like, I'll have to see that to believe it. Yeah, you know, I, I just think, um, I just think Buddy's the man. I don't know. I, yeah, it definitely could. And maybe I am overly optimistic. But I think worst case scenario, you're looking at something similar to last year. And I love a guy who, you know, I love drafting a guy who I know he's going to be good. And and I think I can see a scenario where he's even better. Yeah, that's I like to call that portfolio with guys. You know, their portfolio, you know, it's not right. going to be, you know, it's not going to the floor is not coming out. And maybe there's some room for improvement on top of it. Uh, your fifth round guy is also someone It's a probably a little bit of a thicker portfolio here. Al, <laughs> Al Horford at 55. Um the pages are a little more weathered on this portfolio. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> they're, starting to, they're starting to tear a little bit. Uh, but I love Big Al. I mean, I, you know, I'm joking about his age. Everybody knows I love to draft the oldest teams in, in almost every league I'm in. He was number 29 on a per-game basis in 9-cat last year. If people are worried that he's going to Philly and like maybe he's going to lose a couple rebounds, that wasn't really the key to his game anyway. So uh, another center that's just falling because he's not shiny you got your two centers here in the third and fifth round that probably could have gone in the second and third. Yeah, Horford is not a guy I set out to take in this league like I like I did with Buddy Heald or maybe Trey Young but or Capella. But once I saw Horford there, I was like, look, I mean, it's basically what you said. You just made the argument that I was thinking, which is basically a top 30 guy that I got in the 50s because he's old. And there are some <laughs> guys you worry about being old in fantasy hoops, right? I mean, it's valid. And he did miss, I believe, 14 games last year. So that's not great. But I'll still, uh, if you know, I'm going to take a bunch of other young guys on my team, as we'll talk about. I'll mix in a Horford here and there. I'm not scared to do it. <laughs> no, nor should you be. And, and you know, the settings on this 9-cap Roto with a games cap. So, you know, you fill in the other 14 games he doesn't play with a hot pickup or someone off your bench. It's pretty easy uh, to, to find, like, a top 80 or top 90 or even a top 100 guy to just round out that stuff uh and that's better than taking somebody who doesn't get you anywhere near those top 30 numbers uh kelly Ubre at 66 this uh the the repeating here 55 66 uh Ubre in phoenix I- i'm a big fan of actually the the sun's fantasy outlook this year that's there's going to be a lot of up and down a lot of garbage ball um it just feels like there's stats to go around out there yeah, we kind of reach, you know, this part of the draft, you're thinking to yourself, well, what should I do? You know, you're kind of in the middle of the draft, a little bit of no man's land. To me, what you start doing is is getting aggressive after the young players, the young, exciting players that you want on your roster. So I don't know, is this earlier than than Oubre has been going in some drafts? Possibly. But it feels like about the right time to me. And over his last 30 games, this is why I'm so excited, 19 points. 5.6 boards, 1.7 steals, 1.0 blocks, and 1.83s. I mean, I just think he's another guy because he didn't do it the full season at that level. People are, you know, maybe fairly questioning whether he can do it again, what he's going to do. I just think, you know, I think he's he's unlocked it. I think Phoenix, you know, loves him, and I think he's going to be great. Marvin Bagley at 79 was your next selection. Uh we, we saw what he's capable of. I guess I'm only a tiny bit worried about this one because uh, we've seen Luke Walton do weird stuff with uh, with rotations in L.A. Um, and Sacramento decided to sign like 15 front court guys. But he does appear to be one of their feature pieces, right? They're not going to screw this up again and sit him. I, I can't imagine. I, in my mind, this is just betting on the talent. And he basically averaged nearly 15 and 8 as a 19-year-old rookie. And had some really big stat lines in the second half. I just think, I think the ceiling is just ridiculous here. To be honest with you, multiple I, I kings just, on the same fantasy team. This is this is an interesting uh, development. I just I love Bagley. That's another guy. Ubre Bagley healed. These are all guys I'm going to be trying to get on as many squads as I can. I mean, I just think there's a clear path to you know 
20 and nine almost easily. You know, I see the downside what you're saying. It's not like a locked in thing, but I just think there's a ton of upside here. And, and you're at a spot in the draft where it's, it's very satisfying to get that upside on your roster. Yeah, I mean, you're at a, you know, after about 70, really, you can kind of do whatever the hell you want in these drafts. <laughs> the, the projections are all over the map. You know, almost no, almost none of these actual hosting websites get it right in that zone, and, and nor should they, because everybody's so bunched up there. It's like, well, you know, a rebound and a half for a guy can jump him three rounds at this point, so you, you might as well go get the guy you're looking at. Um I know nothing about rookies. I am very confident in saying that I don't understand their games at all, and I often avoid them. Uh, so I have no, I have no thoughts at all. Just a completely blank and useless brain on RJ Barrett. Uh, <laughs> hit me with some thoughts on him, and actually hit our listeners because I probably haven't even mentioned his name this whole off season. Well, I have a colleague at Roto World, Tommy Beer, who is you know writes about the Knicks and knows a lot about the Knicks, and he's super high on RJ. Um, he put up just monster numbers. Oh, you know, a little bit overshadowed by Zion Williamson at Duke last year. I think he averaged around 22 points, seven boards, four assists, a freshman. Mm. I'm rounding that. And Summer League, I think he was the first player in Summer League history to average better than 15 points, eight boards, and four assists, uh, I believe. The point is, he gets county stats. And you do have reason to be worried about his free throw percentage, which, which wasn't great at Duke, his field goal percentage, too. But, I, you know... This is an interesting one, and I, I can talk myself into or out of Barrett. Um, I think he's a guy who's going to get stats. I could see a scenario where he's really annoying with percentages too, kind of like Luka Doncic was last year. I could see him being a super light version of Luka Doncic this year, just hmm. in terms of numbers, um, hmm. with shaky percentages, really good counting stats. So he's potentially a guy I'm drafting and then trading if this were a real league uh, mm. once I start to get annoyed with his percentages. <laughs> <laughs> interesting. All right, well, you got me You got me uh, a little bit intrigued there. I'm 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 a, a rookie Dodger, and you have you have two more at the end of your team, but we're not there I yet. You, you got a couple of uh, uh, medium old, and then much older farts in between, and that's more that's more my game speed. Uh, T.J. Warren at 103. I, I actually I adore this pick. Um, you have a, you actually have a, a number of picks on your team that I like a lot, and this one might be my sneaky favorite. I was talking about him on uh, the September 20th, I think, episode of Fantasy NBA Today. Just that. He's just hovering around that top 100 mark. When he was healthy last year, he was around the top 40. I don't know how many people realize that. And with no Oladipo, he's going to get the chance to chuck in Indiana, at least yeah. for a little bit. Uh, I love it. I mean, he's a, he's a top 100 guy with multiple months, I think, of pretty good upside. I agree. And, you know, we think of TJ Warren as just kind of a points guy because that's really what he was for a while. He didn't hit a lot of threes. But he's yeah. improved a lot as a three-point shooter. He hit 1.8 per game last year, averaged 18 points. Defensive stats were even pretty good, 1.2 steals, 0.7 blocks, good percentages, low turnovers. I love that combo, obviously. And, yeah, it's just like you said. I mean, you know, you worry a little bit about whether he's going to stay healthy, but this is a top 50 guy you can get near 100. It seems like a no-brainer, and I think this is a, just a smart real-life basketball move by the Pacers to get him. Agreed. And I also have – and maybe – I might be proven wrong on this. Lord knows I've been wrong before, but it does feel like a lot of guys tend to play better when they finally have something to play for. There's, mm -hmm. you know, the escape from Phoenix. That has to be a good thing for him mentally, right? Escape from Phoenix was the third in the series of movies, <laughs> right? With Kurt Russell. That yeah. one did not get made. <laughs> yeah, that one, was, that one was a little more boring. It was a lot of like climbing between cacti. Yeah, it's and, just and weird resorts. managerial decisions and a lot of just <laughs> politics. And, yeah. yeah, like uh, navigating resort golf courses and stuff like that. It was, right. it was, it was rough. 48.6% uh, from the field, 81.5% at the foul line. A uh, lot to like about TJ Warren at that spot. I also like your next one, too. Um, obviously, you know, not, not quite the upside of Warren. He's an older fella and Serge Ibaka, but he quietly had an outstanding season last year too, getting a little bit closer to the rim. Can he keep that up? Are there enough minutes for old guys in Toronto this year? I don't know, but I, I'm willing to, to try at that stage yeah, of the at draft, 114, you know? absolutely. And I think that's why it's nice to, I, I don't know, like, you, you know, I don't think you want to have just a team of totally unproven players and I... I don't want to have a team of just only veteran players, but if I've taken some young, interesting guys, I can I can grab an Ibaka here. I mean, like you said, like a really good year last year. 15 points, eight boards, nearly one and a half blocks, still hit some threes. I mean, I, ha I had him in one of my main leagues last year, and I really liked him. So 
I just think, you know, if anything, there's going to be a little more opportunity with Kawhi gone this year. So I don't see why he can't come close to those numbers again. No, I don't. I don't either. I mean, even if there's a minute <laughs> or two dip, I, I just it's it's an easy cruising kind of plodding third center to have on your team if you need it. Uh, and then your last two guys are back into the boat of guys Dan knows nothing about because I um, I hate young people. <laughs> I don't know. Damn kids. Uh, Darius Garland and DeAndre Hunter back to back here, 127 and 138. I mean, I understand the, the logic here. Take a shot. These are guys that how many times do the 11th and 12th round picks even end up on our teams in fantasy at the sure. end of the year? So why the hell not? Right. Am I am I close? Yeah. I mean, with Garland, you know, you said you know nothing about him and i think a lot of people he's a, he's a mystery guy to a lot of people because he barely played at vanderbilt before he got hurt a knee injury missed basically all of his freshman year but i've watched a little video on him you know appears to be a really smooth player you know good score ball handler shooter all of that i don't really believe this is kind of a bet against colin sexton to be honest with you um i it's don't a, think it's colin a reasonable sexton is, bet to make by the i way. don't think he's really a point guard you know and i think garland is a point guard or more of a point guard than sexton so they're talking about playing both guys in the same backcourt. Cleveland has no reason not to, right? I mean, they drafted Garland in the lottery, so they're going to play him. And I, I don't know. I mean, he, who knows? You know, he could he could be a real drain on, on field goal percentage. But this is a fun kind of swing to take at the end of a draft and just see what happens. It's yeah, fun it to have pan like out, a mystery guy or two on your roster. <laughs> yeah, if they don't pan out, who cares? There's going to be in a 12-team league. There's going to be... 15 to 20 solid guys throughout the season on the waiver wire. And there's going to be another 30 or 40 short-term guys throughout the year. And and I'll quickly make the case for Hunter again, an Atlanta Hawk, but they took him fourth in the draft. Um, Virginia, he played on Virginia in college and, you know, they're notorious for slowing down the pace. So there's reason to believe that held his overall numbers in check. I think he's a better offensive player than people think he is Hmm. or than what he got to show. And that's, I was just reading an article in the athletic by Chris Kirshner, the Hawks beat writer recently about Deandre Hunter. So check that out. If you happen to subscribe to the athletic, but some good stuff in there about Hunter, you know, having more offensive game than people think. Um, And I think he's going to play a ton. He's going to be on the floor because of his defense. And I think he's a better offensive player than people realize overall on your team. It's a nice blend of young and old is that you said that's something that you kind of target with most of your drafts. Yeah, that's my current philosophy, I think, is um, and I was talking about this on a Roto World video the other day, 60 percent crazy. Uh, I, you know, I want <laughs> and this wasn't that crazy of a draft, but I want I want to mix in a little bit in there that that are wild card picks. Um, I don't want to know what everyone is going to give me uh, before the season starts. So, yeah, I, but but I think I'm going to the season. I'm really going to be looking for guys like Horford and Ibaka and some of these older guys to fall um, to kind of fill out the roster and provide some some stability there's a lot of good stuff in the 40 to 60 range this year 40 to 65 even just like tons of proven players that have for whatever reason kind of been forgotten and I wonder is it just because of all the player movement is it just that there there's this hunt for for the new fresh thing I I just I don't know this feels like this feels like it's going to be one of the more fun years in the last like half to full decade maybe i'm crazy do you feel that way no, or no? no i i feel like for people who are doing their draft prep and who are ready you have kind of a window to to really get some teams you like because for whatever reason i just think there's some guys who are floating around in these drafts uh that you you can really take advantage of and i don't i can't explain why it's kind of a mystery with a few of them yeah, but it's weird right it's yeah, it's, yeah. it's very strange my normally my philosophy on drafts is you know try not to screw up the first three rounds and then beyond that you can sort of have a little bit more fun um this one i, I, I my strategy has almost become uh just see who's fallen to you and I, I i've gone into the first five rounds of almost every mock i've done with no plan at all and just thought, all right, well, let's see what happens. And then, like in this one, uh, you know, I had the sixth pick, so that sort of decided itself. And I had Jokic out of the first, uh, but Kemba in the second, towards the end of the second round, that seemed pretty easy, or like late middle, I guess. Lamarcus Aldridge, another safe guy that's just falling. Tobias Harris is falling. Um, a lot of safe picks in this mock draft, just to kind of see where those guys were going. But this is happening in in every single one, and I. I don't know if it's because the the lust for the the fresh thing or if it's just that there really are more fantasy relevant players this year is it possible that the total quantity of useful guys has gone up 
That seems insane, but I guess the game is moving faster now. Yeah, and I think there are just certain players that people have been scared off of because of load management. So that's kind of changing how things go. And yeah, yeah. it's just wild. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to to get into these drafts. Yeah, it's time. It's time. I know it's only late <laughs> September, but we got we got to go, man. I can't wait anymore. Uh, Matt Straub, thank you so much for not only doing the mock but also doing the pod. This was great. Can I uh, can I harass you again in the not too distant future? Can I trick you back on? Yeah, sure, man. Hit me up, especially if you pronounce my last name right. Yes, definitely... <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming. I'm coming in hot at M A T T S T R O U P on Twitter. He is a writer at Roto World. Uh, you also host a podcast that I didn't mention at the beginning of the show. Do we want to plug that one? I I don't sure. think it's about basketball, but that's okay. Oh, I host multiple podcasts, actually. <laughs> I host uh, the Roto World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Beautiful. I host a, ro- a episode of the Roto World Fantasy Baseball Podcast. And I host a podcast called Inbox, where uh, me and a friend bring on a guest and go through their email and, and text messages. <laughs> I it's love time. That one sounds fantastic. Yeah, uh, check them all out. I have absolutely listened to you on the Roto World show as well. Uh, everybody should check out all of those shows. Again, Matt Straup. Uh, one more massive thank you, man. We'll talk to you soon. My pleasure, man. Thanks for having me. Sharp. That's the word. He's a sharp. It's like where those, that's like where a word like that comes from. Anyway, big thank you again to uh, to Matt Straub for popping on the show. Let's just jump. Well, no, you know what? As I start to say it, I realize I got to remind you guys to take your damn betting money over to our buddies at mybookie.a. Gee, I know basketball season. I know basketball season hasn't started yet. I don't care. Get yourself set up now while they are deposit matching. Yes, there's rollover. That's part of it. I know I talked about it on yesterday's podcast. Just make sure you read through that. Um, But if you're planning on betting all season long, which I am, I think most of us are, you'll knock that sucker out in no time flat. You know, we'll we'll have the rollover done this season. Um, They're just, they care, man. Listen, I can tell you a story. Uh, someone here at Hoopball was opening up an account at my bookie that ran into a couple of issues. They were able to get in touch with one of the big guys there, one of the top marketing dudes, got it all straightened out. There are not many online books that take this type of care with individual customers that are betting, you know, a couple hundred bucks in their account, whatever it is. Not like a, it's a medium-sized amount. It's a decent amount for most of us, but it's not like a, an earth-shattering amount of money, but they care. And that's the difference between this place and some of the ones that came before it, the previous generation of online books. My bookie gives a crap. That should be their tagline. It's not, but I will tell you what it is. MyBookie.ag. Play, win, get paid. Sign up now. Promo code TODAY, T-O-D-A-Y, to activate the deposit match on your first uh, deposit when you open the account. So they'll match it with uh, basically like a free roll money that you got to roll into the, the rollover stuff. Uh, it's fantastic. You might as well just do it while this offer's running. I wouldn't be telling you to go there if they weren't the best. Bet with mybookie.ag this season, whatever sports you are into. Now, let's talk to Coach. Um, because I want to get his thoughts on some of the full season stuff. I haven't really talked about that much here as we've been pouring ourselves into he and, and uh, Mike's DFS show. We'll obviously talk about that as well. Uh, but it's Thursday, so, uh, you know, weekly visit from the coach. I feel like I need a little theme music for this part of the podcast because it's like this, my my weekly sit down with the coach. I got to get, I got to get my X's and O's, man. Uh, coach, what's up? What's up, dude? Nice to talk to you again. Great to talk to you. There's no, I wanted some kind of like, you know, Boogie Nights, uh, Disco Bee Gees kind of music <laughs> leading in. You know, that's that's sort of my... Uh, you want to date yourself is what you're role. saying? You want to yeah. date yourself? Yeah. No, uh, no wrong. No, you know what? That stuff's back in. I need thir- Thursdays with Coach. It's got to be like our little thing right now. So uh, how's everything going? You must be champing at the bit here. DFS starts in less than a week. I, yeah, we're going nuts. I mean, it's it's crazy. And uh, DFS contests will be up in uh, four days. So oh, that's crazy. On, on Monday, uh, you know, there'll be contests contests up on DraftKings and uh, I believe FanDuel. I'm waiting for confirmation on that. Uh, Fantasy Draft will follow uh, a couple of weeks after. But yeah, I mean, we get to you know, we've been doing. 
uh, Micah Patry and I on our, our uh, DFS uh, uh, show have been doing a, a breakdown, and that's all great, and everybody's grinding in and, and getting ready, but there's nothing like the real games, man. So we're we're so pumped up. So, uh, Coach, can I bug you uh, in a week to, to just give me a card to play? <laughs> no, no problem, man. You got it. You nice. got the exclusive skinny we'll give you the uh the five star 10 or however they do it on some of those shows Ten thousand star special yeah one pick only <laughs> the, i believe the word you're looking for is tout that is a that is a, that is a tout all right so what do we got coming up on this week's dfs today because this is uh well wait this week and next week it's weekly or are you guys going daily next week or is no, that the week we're after? Gonna, we have two more shows because next next week, even though there will be a DFS contest, it won't be until at the uh, pro, I believe it will be Friday. So we have the Thursday show this week and the Thursday show next week to complete our preparation, and then we'll go live shows from there. Um, but there there are three games during the week next week. But they're spread out. They're those global games I mentioned last week uh, where the Pacers and Kings are playing in India, uh, Rockets and Raptors in Japan, and Nets and Lakers in China. So I don't. I think they're too spread out to, to offer DFS for those. But then on the 4th, which is next Friday, the uh, there are five games and everybody gets rocking and rolling because all oh, of man. the – Players uh, are back in camp uh, on the 30th and the 1st, so they're going to be ready to roll. So this week's and next week's show are super important, though. So I really, anybody interested in DFS, if you're new, if you've played it and, and want to get better at it, or or you're a shark, I really believe uh, you'll have something to take away from our, our podcast these next two weeks. Uh, last week, we did the Atlantic and Central, and we went team by team. And, you know, as we talked about earlier, Dan, we, you know, we just talked about how the offseason moves, the free agents, the drafts, how those players' DFS numbers uh, are going to be affected when the season comes up. And the reason that gives you a big edge, and, you know, we talked about this last week a little bit too, is, you know, it, you can sort of set those benchmarks who you expect to be more expensive, who you think is going to be cheaper. And, and that'll give you uh, an, an advantage on the field. And also, you know, the all of these sites, it, it takes them a couple of weeks to catch up on the pricing. Mm. You're going to get some some good values in there. So oh, I, uh, I, have a, I have a question for you on... on sure. I actually have a couple, but I'm going to try to keep it somewhat brief because, uh, again, we don't want... We don't go too long on each podcast, but these, I think, are important questions, and I want to throw them out there. Um, How do you deal with, and maybe this is going to be the topics you cover on your next couple shows, but you can give me a sneak preview. How do you deal with preseason DFS? Like, How do you actually even know who's going to be on the floor long enough to matter? It it is very, very tough. And I've won money the last couple of seasons uh, with the funky stuff like preseason FIBA, the Olympics, you know, when everybody's sort of clueless to some extent and there's no really rhyme or reason to a lot of it. But this, this is the advantage that, that I do. I, you know, again, as you know, it's all about preparation. So I'm, you know, I'm all over Twitter. I'm on each team's sites looking for who they're talking about is going to play and not play, who's going to sit. I mean, it, really the winning money in the preseason is all about uh, just gathering that information. Uh, that's the biggest part. And, you know, the, the number one goal, and it seems odd because it's a diff- completely different strategy when the season starts, is just to get everybody on your roster that plays and doesn't take a zero is, you know, you're way ahead of the game. Uh, but you can find that information, um, and I'll be posting stuff on, on our Hoop Dash Ball uh, dot com forums. If you go there, I'll, my Twitter, which is at Joe Sarvati, J O E S A R V A D I, in parentheses, coach. I'll be also throwing some stuff up there for our listeners, and we'll be also 
uh, be discussing some things on these next two shows like we have prior to, you know, for example, Boston. Are they going to yeah. uh, blow these four guys in there that just got done with FIBA? No, they'll, you know, we're anticipating they're going to, you know, be fades in this preseason because they'll get less minutes, that kind of thing. And then, you know, so we'll be sharing that info with the Southeast and Northwest divisions this this show on Thursday and then next Thursday, the Pacific and Southwest. And we'll start talking about some of those things. And then, you know, like you say, the, the, the preseason is tough, but there's money to be made. You just have to really do your homework. All right. So what can people get uh, listening to this next DFS Today episode, which, by the way, folks, go subscribe to it right now. You can find it. We tweet about it from all of our accounts uh, pretty regularly. I am at Dan Bespris. He is at Joe Sarvati. Uh, S-A-R-V-A-D-I is how you spell that on Twitter. At Hoopball Fantasy. You'll see it there as well. Or you can just Google search Hoopball DFS Today and then whatever platform you want to get it on. So for me, it's you know Hoopball DFS Today, iTunes, and it'll come up probably as one of the top one, if not one, then probably top two search results there. So it's very easy to find. Uh, but coach, what uh, what's what's the main topic here on this week's episode? Or even if you want to talk about the next couple, I assume it's mostly what you've just been kind of giving me a preview of. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we're going to Atlanta, Charlotte, Miami, Orlando, Washington, Denver, Minnesota, OKC, Portland, and Utah. Those are the <laughs> 10 so teams, just that, brother. Huh? We're hitting 10 squads, and we're going to talk about usage. We're going to talk about you know how uh, new coaches are going to fit in, pace of play, all preparation for for the DFS season. So it's it's really valuable information. And again, you know, most of it isn't just you know we're not just previewing the teams. And I mean, this is a dig in. What are we seeing? You know, what did I see when I watched 40? NBA uh, summer league games in Vegas. What did I, you know, hear, you know, watching all these feeds from all the different teams in the off season Mm -hmm. and what are the, you know, what is that, how is that going to translate onto the court? Because, you know, that, uh, again, that's, that's a huge advantage initially. And uh, there's, there's just the biggest time to make money in, in NBA DFS is truthfully the first six to eight weeks because you've got a lot of football money in there for guys that don't really know that much about hoops, but they want to play some additional games. So we call that a little bit of fish money in there. And then, you you know, you've got people that are just looking at the prices or they're just saying, okay, Harden's my guy last year. I'm going to use him again. And they're not factoring in that he's going to lose probably 10 to 12% usage with Westbrook there. And so if you look at all of all of those things in whole and look for a couple of uh, cheaper guys that, that will recommend that you can put in there, that's where you're going to build a nice fat bankroll that, you know, you can utilize for the entire season. All right. Let me get your uh, opinion on some full season stuff here since I since I got you on the pod. So I'm going to steal sure. it for whatever I can. Um, I know that you're We've talked about this before. Your first ever fantasy uh, league was with guys like Dr. J. So you're obviously, you've obviously yes. been doing this for a little bit. As you look around this particular offseason, and I know it's, I'm sure it's hard to cut, sort of separate each one individually, what have mm-hmm. you noticed lately? Like what's been, as because I'm sure you're doing prep for full season stuff also, what's been oh, jumping oh yeah. out at you as, as interesting tidbits uh, and since I only get to talk to you once a week, I figured I could just throw this in there. Like, what's sure. what's coaches once a week thought on full season stuff? What are you watching for right now? What's something that fell out of the sky and hit you? Um, the world is your oyster, coach. Where do you want to go right. with it? Well, full season stuff is you know where I started because there wasn't DFS till you know recently, and <laughs> yeah, you know so I love talking the old school. My like you said, Doctor J, Moses Malone. I had those guys on my first squad, so. Anyway, what I have there's two things. One, in all the years I've I've done this, and again I'm dating myself, which I'm really act young and my mind is young. But Dan, this is going to be my 40th NBA fantasy year long. Holy hell! Yes, 1980 was my first. So 
There you go. We got to we got to so, get you a, a like an anniversary cake or something. Oh my god, I don't know or a wheelchair, one or the other. Good lord. But anyway, what I wanted, you know, and I mean this sincerely, it's amazing, but in in the entire time that I've been involved with with uh year-long leagues in in bat, in basketball and fantasy, I this is to me is the most transformational season. I've never seen this many superstars shift uh, teams and the dynamic of two super players on multiple teams. There's never been a dynamic like this. And I think it's going to affect, uh, really affect year long leagues, DFS, everything. Hmm. And evaluating that in advance. And, uh, you know, I'm in like four leagues as well and some dynasty and some year long leagues. And that's what I'm trying to forecast is, and that's the biggest point is don't just look at any type of rankings and take that for, you know, being the end all. Now, when Bruce 150 hits, yes, that's going to give you an, a, a whole nother level. But the, the stuff that everybody's looking at now, ESPN, Yahoo and all that, it's just they don't know what to do because of all these crazy changes. So there's bizarre rankings. So. Do your homework, look into it, you know, really take a look at how these crazy changes in the league are, are going to affect everything. That's number one. I'll give you a second one as well. The, the other one is, is the small ball factor. And, you know, it's, it's really continued to get just to another level, to another level. And we saw it, you know, as the three has sort of taken over the game transform the last four or five years but what i've seen in the off season we saw it even in fiba with most of the teams and just the way that the game has gone is even if people are starting a center uh, teams at the beginning of games most teams are ending with small ball like a draymond green at the five mm. and so on so i would say put emphasis on your guard play and your small forward play the power forward center dominance, other than maybe two or three guys like a cat and an AD, really is not significant anymore. And you don't need to take those guys and count on those guys as much because they're not getting the crunch time clutch minutes. So I've never, I, you know, take those guys one through three, th those positions, and emphasize them a little bit stronger. Coach, my man, thanks as always. I love it, man. I'm looking forward to the you know little disco theme next week. <laughs> I'll just I'll just try to beatbox it for you. That might be the that might be the way we come to a middle ground on that one. He is coach. We call him coach. He is at Joe Sarvati on Twitter. Check him out, and most importantly, check out Joe and Mike on DFS today. Coach, we'll talk to you in a week. Sounds good. Take care, man. That's our buddy, Coach, the great Coach Joe Sarvati. Try to get him on here uh, weekly leading up to the season. We'll see, obviously, once he's doing uh, five to seven shows a week on DFS cards, we might not be able to get him as often at that point. Uh, but we'll take whatever we can get right now. Uh, DFS Today, that should be live, like, now? By the time you're done listening to this podcast, I'm guessing that one's probably up? I know uh, he and Mike recorded it on Wednesday night, so we'll uh, we'll make sure we get that out to you here shortly if it's not out already. Um, and that brings us to basically the end of our Thursday show, or thereabouts. Big thank you once again to both of our guests, Coach Joe and uh, the great Matt Straup over at Roto World. I mean, I'm just having a blast right now. I'm having a blast right now. This is, what a crazy job to have, right? Um, Matt Straup is at Matt Straup on Twitter. It's S-T-R-O-U-P. Um, I'm just I'm also thrilled that I got his name right. He's of course a writer over at Roto World. Coach is here with us at Hoopball on DFS today. They've got podcasts. You should listen to those if you have the time in your day. Um just just I mean, excellent pod. Excellent fun time for me. I get to learn stuff on these shows while I'm going through it. I just I want to pick everybody's brain um and make sure that I'm learning while I'm sort of presenting some of my own stuff. So I, I hope that that's the way it's coming through. Thoughts here at the end. I wanted to mention once again, Hoopball Leagues are now full. If you'd like to be on the wait list, hit me up on Twitter or in the Hoopball forums. We can put you on that. My guess is that they're probably not going to get hit, so I don't want to get your hopes up. 
but if you're on the waitlist, I'll make sure you get an email for next season. I'll go straight to your inbox saying, hey, do you want to be in a hoop ball league? Uh, so at least you won't miss it the next time around at Dan Vespers on Twitter for that. If you've been listening to this show uh, first time or long time, whatever it is, and you haven't yet taken a moment to rate and review, please drop a five-star review on the podcast. If you like what you hear, it, I mean, that is, I'm not asking for your money. I, I just want the review. That's all we want. It pushes us up the charts. More people can listen. Advertisers can fund this endeavor with you guys subscribing, listening, and dropping nice reviews on it. That, that's how more people can find us. That's how this process happens faster, and it will remain free in perpetuity. I am Dan Vespers from Matt and Coach. Have a wonderful Thursday, everybody. Tomorrow on Friday, another pro. We're only through three out of 11, guys. We got a long way to go. Pro four out of 12 on Friday's show. Uh, possibly a visit from Adrian Benjamin. I might give the kid a day off. I say the kid. He's four years older than I am. Uh, I might give Adrian a week off. We'll see about that. But more than likely, we're going to have at least two guests on almost every show here for the next couple of weeks. Uh, after pro seasons are done, which I know I'm getting ahead of myself, we'll be covering some ESPN numbers as well. Uh, we'll get uh, the great Dr. A on the pod, Mark Roberts from over at Hashtag. I've got a list, uh, Mike Catrone on the show. We, we got all these guys that we're going to be talking to here over the next couple of weeks. It's a busy time, and basketball starts in less than four stinking weeks. Before we go, I wanted to remind everybody that the Brewski 150, that which you have coveted for so very, very long, is available to early bird subscribers right now. And I almost forgot to give you a coupon code. Wow, that would have been on me. Coupon code today is STROUP. S-T-R-O-U-P. Same deal as the last couple. Maybe you missed them on the last two shows. Maybe you didn't. Maybe this is the one that pushes you over the edge. $3 off any product at Hoopball, including, but not limited to, the Early Bird Brewski 150, the Draft Guide, which gets to be 150 on October the 7th, if you can wait that long, and costs less then the early bird B-150. We got the full season game time premium package. We got the pro package, which combines the game time premium with the draft guide. We got the champions pack, which combines everything. You get everything, including early access to the B-150. Use the coupon code STROUP, S-T-R-O-U-P. Get $3 off any of those items at hoop-ball.com. Again, I am at Dan Vespers on Twitter. Hoopball is at Hoopball Fantasy. Enjoy your Thursday for real this time. I'm signing off. I'm done. We'll talk to you tomorrow. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.